The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Youth Pod, episode number 10. I actually am Ross Bell this week. Uh, thank you for Adonis for standing in for me last week and taking my identity. I'm sure that's probably against the law somewhere, but that's fine. Thank you very much. Um, joining me as ever is Rob. Hello, hello. And Matty. Hello, everybody. So coming up on this week's show, we're going to profile Charlie Allen, who won uh, our vote this week in a, well, it's a landslide, wasn't it? 62% of the vote he got. Um, I feel a bit bad for the other boys, really, but after the week he had, um, it's kind of always going to come, really. Uh, we're going to review the Wolves 2-0 victory, thanks to Rodrigo, two cracking goals, one good penalty and another great strike. And we're going to talk about the Newcastle game, where we're looking to get revenge for that 4-3 loss earlier in the season. Um, hopefully we can overturn that and not give away a three-goal lead again. That would be nice. Um, let's start with Wolves, boys, shall we? That was a professional victory, wasn't it? Very good. Never really looked in danger. No, for me, I actually think it's a performance of the season. I just think the way they went about it against a very, very good team. Yeah. Uh, Wolves has got a lot of good players, uh, threatening players going forward, and, and also good defensive players as well. Uh, they, we made them look bang average. Like anyone who's not watched any other Wolves game or didn't see the reverse fixture where it was a two-two draw. Anyone would just think Wolves are, are, are an average side, and that's really not the case. They're a good side, and yeah. Leeds, Leeds are just outstanding, I think. Uh, the lad we're going to talk about today, Charlie Allen, uh, to be star of the show when Rodrigo got two goals and you've got first team players involved for a 17 year old to be star of the show, just it really emphasised just how good he was. But the whole team was good as well. Good at the back, good in midfield, Look, could have scored two or three more goals. Um, mm. Yeah, just for me, I think it was the performance of the season. I just thought they were excellent. The confidence in Charlie Allen to argue with Rodrigo about that penalty. Like he wants a 17-year-old lad against our record signing. And he's just like, yeah, this is mine. I'm having this penalty. Unfortunately, Rodrigo won out. I mean, he scored at least, so we can't... Uh, it's not too bad because he scored it. But what do you reckon, Rob? It was a good, good game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think from the get-go, we started better. I think Charlie Allen, and I know we're covering him today, but... It always seems to, to be that way, doesn't it? We cover the people that perform well, but for the first, first 20 minutes, he was untouchable. And likewise for most of the game, but I think first 20 minutes especially. Um, he and also Max Dean, uh, who is another person with profile, caught the eye. Max Dean's running looked sharp. I think we controlled it. We looked sharper. We looked slicker. Um, not necessarily a point to prove, but I think after the Palace result, you know, we wanted to, to get uh, back on track and, and get this season sealed up and done. Um, yeah. And they're playing with that freedom. I really, really enjoyed the defensive intersections and the way that the kind of defensive line was set up as well, not just all about the kind of attacking and midfield controlling performance. Um, yeah. I thought um, Casey, especially in the second half, had a very good defensive um, performance there. Um, yeah, I think um, I wrote some notes down. I looked at, I think McKinstry uh, had a tale of two halves. I think he played really well first half. I think in the second half, he was quieter, but that looked to me because... We were pumping more balls through the middle and everything seemed to be going out towards Perveda um, yeah. because he was the fresher legs. I don't know if they were, I doubt they were instructed to only pass to him, but it seemed to be that the outlet naturally went towards him. 
you know, we've commented on his pace and everything. But I thought that Paveda's decision-making and trying to take too many people on, maybe he could have been accused of that in the second half. So actually I would have liked us to continue where we were in the first half, which was playing equally across left, right, centre. Whereas I, I seem to think, the way my memory worked when when I watched the game, it felt like in the second half where more was going out towards Pavetta and McKinstry was left in the wilderness a bit, which is a shame because he had a good first half. So, yeah, overall, I agree with Matty. Dominant performance, probably the best of the season, if not up there in the top, definitely one or two performances of the season. Controlled, solid, slick, and well done, lads. Yeah, was it 4-3-3 we line up? Well, I can't even remember. We shouldn't ask Matty about formations. Two, one, two, three, one. Oh, yeah, no, I got the formation, <laughs> formation wrong last week and don't want to land myself in hot water again. So, uh, <laughs> I think I think it was more of a four-two-three-one. Um, right. Alan was a bit deeper as the as the number eight, I think. Yeah. Uh, Rodrigo was an, a natural number ten, sort of just flitting about everywhere. McKinstry from the right, which something we we spoke about a couple of weeks ago, Rob. We debated where McKinstry was yes. better off. And in the first half, I thought it was excellent on the right. Uh, and just about Wicking Street, it's four goal contributions now in four games. And that's playing from the right, number eight and number 10. So contributing yeah. no matter where he is, it's two goals and uh, two assists, I think. Um, but yeah, we, we were just excellent. Uh, it doesn't matter what the formation was, they were, they were just excellent. Cooper <laughs> <laughs> goal, he had a quiet game, but when he was, was called on to do stuff, he handled it pretty easily, didn't he? I thought Capril was better. The first team bench. Yeah, Capriel, Not I've not been critical of him, but I just think uh, his distribution has needed to improve and I thought his passing yeah. out from the back was, was spot on against Wolves. And to be honest, just all over the park, all over the park were absolutely phenomenal. The back four was solid. Uh, Alan obviously shone in midfield. Rodrigo did the business when he was on. Uh, Paveda looked sharp and Dean was, we seemed to just, we seemed to just big Dean up every week, but it's just how he's played at the minute. He's been absolutely excellent. He's so tenacious, so fiery, like chasing down from minute one and, and right until the end as well. And the confidence he's growing as well, uh, like you said about him tussling with Rodrigo for the penalty. Um, <laughs> and in, he was instructing Rodrigo a lot as well. You could hear on the on the <laughs> LA TV. Um, I know, yeah. Because obviously the grounds are empty, uh, you, could, you could hear a lot on the feed. And uh, yeah. you could hear Dean telling Rodrigo where to run and and where not to run and what to do and I just thought it was incredible at 17 year old telling Spain's number 9 what to do but why not when you're playing that well and, and he, clearly, he clearly knows his, he knows his game and to have that confidence I just think he's brilliant and yeah we could uh, we could wax lyrical about Dean every week I think he wasn't shy either when he got clipped. Um, no, I don't actually remember whether it was first half or when it was, but he went. He went. He looked a bit feisty, didn't he? When he got, a, he took one, didn't he? And then he yeah. kind of spread right it, spread end, it to the lad. Yeah, he's not shy of uh, no. saying how he feels to opponent, uh, opposition, sorry, <laughs> or uh, his colleagues on the pitch. I love that. I, I think, love that. I think to a man, we were better. I think statistically, again, I mean, every game we've played, even though where we've not won, we've dominated stats, but. Uh, you wouldn't think that that Wolves team were third. I think we finished yeah. with 62, 62% possession, 20 shots. Um, so, you know, going away and above. Um, I think even free kicks. They, they, we, we committed them to a lot of fouls. I think we had something like 16 free kicks. Um, you know, we, we, we put them to the sword, really, in all aspects of the yeah. game. It was a really good performance, really nice. Yeah, we made it up on average. They, well, they did, yeah. But they all seem to kind of level up a little bit, playing with Rodrigo, kind of 
some of the first time passes they were playing and just little mm. touches and flicks and things. It just all seemed like a level up from when that, that kind of level player isn't there. The only my only player that continues to frustrate me is Bobby Kamwa. He's he's lacking something and I'm not sure how far he's going to go or how far he can improve more than what he is now. I feel for Bobby because he's had his he's had his injuries. Uh, mm. I actually thought it was better from it's probably one of the better games he's had playing from the left. I think he's playing quite he's left, quite yeah. good at running at people. Um, it, I don't think he's a central striker, is he? That's no. where he's been played recently. No, I don't That's not think he is. No, I don't think he is. I, I just bit like purely on the fact that he's had his best game out wide. That's got to mean something, really. When he was up front, uh, the most influential he was in the game is when he drops off and he gets on the ball deep and yeah. he runs at people. And I just think that is just one of his strong points. Getting the ball and really driving at his man, he could, he beat mm. that Wolves uh, right back a couple of times, and I just thought, yeah, that this could this could be his best position. Uh, so we'll see if that's something that they stick with in the in the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, obviously we've got a lot of we've got a lot of quality in those wide areas, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going, going think, forward, you've got to think. We've got a few players back now, haven't we? Obviously, we looked at this is not about the first 11, but, you know, the bench was a lot stronger. Obviously, Phillips was back, Pavetta was in there, um, Berardi's back on the bench. So, some of those lads who've had a bit of bench exposure at the level above for the first 11, um, Huggins, Cresswell, etc., they'll be coming back down to the 23s, you would think, um, as we get more first 11 fit. So, um, I, I should only think that people like Camwe are going to have to keep those level of performances because they're going to have more competition for positions. It's going to be less of eight, 16s to 18s, 18s stepping up to 23s and so on. As we get more of those first 11 fit, it will look more like 23s playing for 23s, 18s playing for 18s, I think, um, because of the size of the squad. So if you're a camera, like you say, had a fairly decent game out left. He, he's good. He looked His effort levels were there. He looked attentive to his runs. He can... Um, Again, read the game. It's quite a good, intelligent IQ that, that a lot of these lads have got. Um, football IQ, at least. And I think he's going to probably find himself challenging for positions if he plays like that. Um, but as a central striker for, for this season, he's not done enough for me. Yeah, two goals, I think. But yeah, more to come from all of them. Good to see Brady get through the game as well. I yeah. can't wait to see him play Premier League football and get a Premier League red card. That's, that's all I want for the rest of this season. <laughs> Hopefully against Man United, some just, just take down April, someone. I was just about to say. <laughs> <laughs> we got some games in April that might need a Berardi uh, two-footer. Yeah, absolutely crunch. Some Man United player, Bruno Fernandes, that'd be fantastic. Get the red. <laughs> <laughs> we do not <laughs> never see him again. Violence on the football pitch. <laughs> Unless it's got Tony Brad. We do not condone. On a, on a youth pod as well. It's disgusting, <laughs> it's disgusting really, to be honest. <laughs> He's got to set an example I mean, of what not to do. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, it's been a, a pretty good week. Cody Drame was uh, was he um, nominated for some sort of award this week as well? I think. Yeah, PL two Player of the Month. Uh, player player is it? Phenomenal uh, for a phenomenal right back month. as well to make that sort of impression. Is uh, yeah, it is, it shows yeah. how well he's playing. It's quite rare. Yeah, four four games, three clean sheets with him in the team, and an assist as well. So yeah. he's he's been. One of the most, if not the most, consistent performer in the 23s this season. He's impressed me so much, and you've got to think he can't be far from from a first team spot. When you look at the man for man system, I say this a lot about Drama. He, he dominates his opponent. He can, yeah. yeah, he goes past them when he's on the front foot. He can defend one v one absolutely brilliantly. Um, so when you think about that one v one system in the first team, and obviously in the 23s as well, what better 
player to have in a 1v1 system than someone that just dominates their opponent every single time. So yeah. he, he glides like, inside, like, uh, you know, I think I saw, it might have been Graham from Yet, yeah, but someone had put, um, uh, like a Danny Alves style, you know, he, and we've we've discussed his, his link-up play with whoever he's with on the right-hand side has been immaculate. It doesn't seem to matter who we put in that position in front of him. He's He's got um, enough intelligence and wits about him to be able to play and link up well with them. I agree. I think for me, he's actually been the player of the season. And this was discussed a few weeks ago on this pod. And we spoke about there's a lot of contenders, a lot of great individuals that we've covered. But for me, I think um, since coming back from the red card, which was many, many months ago now, um, he's been the player of the season for me for the 23s. Yeah. yeah. I think it was, was a good friend of the podcast, Tom Hill, that uh, compared him to Danny Alves. I think Could it be. was, yeah. another, uh, another Tom Hill shout out. One of his tweets was a uh, drama outstanding, outstanding again for the 3,056th week in a row. <laughs> yeah, accurate. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that, doesn't it? Uh, so, yeah, comfortable, comfortable victory. That leaves us yeah. top of the table. We've played 19. We've got 43 points. Stoke a second. Two games in hand on us. Um, they've got 30 points. So, yeah, it will take a minute's collapse and everyone else to win all of their games. But, yeah, it's it's within touching distance. We've got Newcastle up next, who are bottom of the table, but we'll come on to those in a bit. Um, quick little loan watch. Ryan Edmondson was awarded a goal. He scored a goal. His first goal in English football. He did. Yeah, goal and assist in the last two weeks. And they nice. uh, they okay. need him to come good. I think they're still in the bottom three, Northampton. So, yeah, hopefully. I mean, it's quite a big burden to have and should should help him, help him develop with that expectation because they need a goal scorer by the looks of things. So, um yeah, hopefully, can do the business in the latter part of the season. Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, um, I think. I felt we, were, we spoke about it when we did the Lone Watch episode, but um, I, I might be wrong. But I think Hassan, I feel so sorry for him. Still out injured, young lad. Um, he's still. I don't think he's played since December now. But I really hoped his loan would um, speak in a position of players in that back line, especially across the right hand side. You know. Um, it's, it's not going well for him out there. I hope he, he recovers from his injury quite quickly and he can get some game time before the end of the season because uh, I like him as a good lad. Yeah, new yeah. manager for uh, Alfie McCallman at Oldham as well. Yes. Um, they've sacked Harry Kuehl. It's a shame. What a shame, eh? What a shame, Harry Kuehl. We were all sacked. deeply upset to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best of luck, Harry, finding another job. And I saw, him, lower the <laughs> I saw there were some words of encouragement for Jordan Stevens as well, yep. uh, saying he played well in the last game. Uh, just needs to show it, show it more consistently. So, yeah, hopefully Jordan will get a run in the game, uh, a run of games at Bradford as well. So, three players there we just mentioned now on loan. Hopefully, can can keep going in the in the late part of the season. Yeah, Bradford yeah. on a bit of a surge out there, so he could have a have a part to play. They've gone from bottom three to touching distance of the playoffs in the last few weeks. So, see if he can have a part to play in that. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's get on to our player profile this week then. We mentioned him earlier. It is Charlie Allen, the lad we signed from Linfield. He's just 17 years old, um, but he's already been included. He was in Linfield's Champions League squad um, before we signed him. Uh, what must have been 16 as well, which is insane. He can <laughs> actually play, but to be in that Champions League squad... <laughs> it may, maybe helped that David Healy was his manager and he likes an attacking player. But yeah, um, what do we know about Charlie Allen, May? Uh, yeah, so 
got obviously a bit there in Ross. Uh, 17, signed from Linfield, uh, where he actually made his debut at age 15 in the in the Irish League, which which is pretty crazy. And he got an assist on his debut as well. Uh, then uh, made the Champions League squad under David Healy, as you said. Um, for Northern Ireland, he's played at under-17 level. Uh, he's got four caps on one goal. And then signed a three-year deal with Leeds in the summer. Uh, signed as an attacking midfielder, but uh, he's actually had his best game to date. As we said against Wolves, and that was in the number eight position. He seems to like like to tackle. He's got bags of energy, so you can see why they like him in that in that deeper role. Uh, but he has got an eye for a pass as well. Uh, lovely yeah. ball through to Dean to uh, to win the penalty. Um, and he seems to have quite a good link up with with Dean in general, which might come from playing together uh, in the 18s. Uh, had a um, played a lovely little pass through the other week as well against Norwich um, for Dean that had a goal disallowed. Uh, that that was another sign, another sign of that link up. But his stats for Leeds this uh, this year: eleven games, one goal, and two assists for the under 18s and then six games for the under twenty threes. And as I mentioned, his best game to date, uh, undoubtedly that Wolves game. Just he was just phenomenal. He covered every single blade of grass. Was in the defensive third. He was putting passes through in the attacking third. Um, just looked really, really, really good. Um, so one for the future. We we always say this not to heap too much pressure on on the, the young young lads, especially he's still an under eighteen player. Plenty of time for him to develop in the under twenty threes, but he obviously has that first team experience at uh, at Linfield. So we'll see. Hopefully, he can develop quickly and maybe look to go out on loan in one of the next couple of years. But would love to just see him develop in the twenty threes for at least another year, make yeah. himself a regular next season. Um, but undoubtedly a massive, massive talent and just a joy to watch, to be honest. He, he was a joy to watch against Wolves, the standout player by a mile. And it was get, it was getting to the latter parts of the game and everything he did, I was just like in awe of everything he did, every pass, every touch. He was just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. The way he moves around the field reminds me of Pablo. I mean, that's a huge kind of comparison to make for a Leeds youth player but he, the way he just glides around the field and can pick those passes like you're saying mate he can, he can pick a pass from anywhere and there's not many players that can do that in our first team it's yeah I mean he's 17 like him and um, Max Dean have kind of overtaken Greenwood and Gelhard now as the two kind of <laughs> the, the brightest prospects it's mad that these two these kids are doing this but yeah he is he is going to be a very good player yeah. uh, Rob what do you think is Position's going to be in future. Do you think he's going to be a number eight, or do you think he will be become a ten like Pablo? Maybe. I think they'll try him at box to box to box because he's he's proven like Matt said there he can do in the in the both the defensive and attacking thirds. I think he's naturally probably your, your standard centre mid, your number eight. Um, but he's got an engine. He didn't stop, did he? He did. I mean, no. he's young, so I, I could run around. I couldn't. I couldn't play football like he could. I just want to make that very clear. But I could run around more than like that, uh, like I can now than uh, 70, 18 years ago. Yeah. So he's he's got a good engine on him. Um, he didn't seem to tire. Um, and he, he did everything right. I agree with Matty. I think it's clearly his best game in a lead shirt. Um, dare I say it? I don't know. I didn't see him at the field. I did. I must profess I wasn't watching his career before he came to us. So um, I don't know. But I, probably his best performance in a football shirt. Uh, he might say that. I don't know. Yeah, if I wouldn't be surprised if he's comment. ever played better than that. Right. Yeah, mm. it was. If he's, was if he's ever played better than that, just please somebody send me the video because I would love to watch yeah, that. Because exactly. he was honestly, he was just a joy to watch against Wolves. I we always say not to big these players up too much. 
So I'm trying to hold back a little bit, but honestly, I can't. I was, I just you know you're going to get inundated now with some clip from a dodgy Samsung S3 on some playing field for him. He's like 15 years old or whatever. But he's a, he's a, he, 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 he was he was all over the place, wasn't he? He appeared mm. literally like magic on every blade of grass going. Um, he was a nuisance to Wolves. Um, yeah. He galvanised the team spirit a little bit with that effort. I think, you know, sometimes it's comfortable to sit back. We have done it ourselves this year. We've controlled performances in the second half and closed out the game. But he was wanting more. He was still driving. He was still looking for Pavede. He was still um, trying, to, trying to get that way through. But yeah, I think in answer to your question, very long-winded answer, but I think probably they'll try him at box-to-box as he's got that engine and it seems to work and he can seem to play both. But I think he'll eventually sit a bit deeper and sit as a controlling uh, number eight uh, rather than as an advancing 10. You said about him winding, uh, just winding Wolves up and getting on their nerves. He got kicked, didn't he? Like, like yeah. the last, the last uh, kick of the game where he scampered <laughs> back, won the ball, turned then flicked it away from another Wolves player, just got kicked. He just had, he had them on strings, to be honest. And, it must be frust- it must have been frustrating for those Wolves players, some of them, you know, nineteen, twenty years old, just seeing a seventeen year old lad just run rings around them. And you could tell they were getting frustrated, but it was it was brilliant. Do you know what it made me yeah. think of? Do you remember a couple of weeks ago when there was that very strange super I think it was a super six podcast that came out with John Joe Shelby and he had said that yeah. in the game, he asked Rodrigo to stop running. He was yeah. like, mate, what are you running for? And he was like, the manager just tells me to run. If I stop, I'm in trouble. So I'm just going to keep running, mate. And it reminded me of that. I can imagine the Wolves players, even though yeah. they fit, just looking at Charlie Allen and just thinking, stand. Give me five still. minutes. Just stand still, please. He was everywhere. He was. He was so good. Yeah. No, that's that's the that's what you need to play for Bielsa, I suppose. That engine to just consistently run all the time. And yeah, that's to a... play Imagine playing against someone like that. <laughs> God. Yeah. He needs to do it every week now. That's all he that's all you can say. Yeah. He needs to maintain that level. Uh and obviously like we say, we don't want to big these lads up too much. So Yeah. Obviously just if he's watching this, just keep going and if he can play like that every week, he'll just get better and better. So yeah, definitely. Got some big games coming up, uh, which moves us on to the Newcastle game. The last time we played Newcastle, we were 3-0 up and looking comfortable. And somehow we lost the game 4-3. What what happened? We weren't podcasting then, for, uh, unfortunately. Do you remember this one, mate? Yeah, yeah. Um, we were really good in the first half. And I, the only thing I can put it down to was complacency. They, they really were nowhere near as, as good as us. They threatened from a couple of set pieces, but... Well, like when we were three 0 up, set uh, threatened from a couple of set pieces, and other than that, had absolutely no threat whatsoever. Yeah. And we just uh, just capitulated really. Um, and I don't know if don't know if anything was said after that game, but that actually led to the nine game winning run. So I, I'm yeah. not sure whether they got a little bit of a <coughs> rocket up their ass, maybe about getting complacent. Um, but yeah, obviously kicked on since then and. This time, I wouldn't expect any any such problems and hopefully we can go and prove what I've just said about how much better than, than we really are and, and put, put a few past them. Yeah, definitely. Rob, do you remember that game? Yeah, I think sometimes it's not just about... We talk a lot about the physical attributes of a requirement to play for Jackson or Bielsa and we... Um, Look at the. We talk about the engine. We talk about the running. We talk about the everything we've literally just been speaking about. But sometimes 
if you switch off mentally, you can be the fittest football player in the world. You can have all the running attributes and all the strength and aerial attributes that you, you would like. As you know, you imagine a football manager player where you're ticking 20, 20, 20, 99 on every box. But if the intelligence, the IQ, and sometimes the will and desire just turn off for a minute, teams can get the better of you. And I think that's what happened. I mean, I wouldn't like to say people got complacent. And I think that word's thrown around a bit too much, especially with young lads. But you know, their attention just turned to other things and potentially, you know, they switched off at the wrong times and, you know, at any level of football, that's going to get you punished. So I do agree with Matty. I think that was the start of the shake-up for the nine-game nine run. And whatever did happen, is it a blessing in disguise that it happened? You never know. Yeah, that's the world of football, isn't it? So, yeah, it was a strange old game. I actually um, only caught the capitulation. I missed the 3-0 <laughs> ascendancy, so maybe I shouldn't have turned the stream on. But um, that, that that was um, early, early doors, wasn't it? I think, yeah. Um, I can't see that happening again on Monday. No, it should be. Uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, I apologise <laughs> for, uh, for calling him complacent. It's actually just because Rob turned the game on. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything. No, because no, I, 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 I love everyone in the comments on my Twitter. I'll be having to get the band finger out, mate. I'll be getting abuse now. No, I, I know what you mean about throwing that word complacent around, and I definitely don't want to come on here and criticise any of the young players, but I just think from 3 0 up, yeah, I don't I mean, really think what what else could it have been. I, I'm not sure. In your assessment, I meant in wider football in terms of. No, no, it definitely is, yeah. If someone loses a three-nil lead, it's, it's not. It shouldn't be happening. No. The no, first team did it against Cardiff, didn't they last year? And um, you know, it's it's it can be done. It does happen. That is the the funny old game. But yeah. it shouldn't be happening. Not when you're controlling the game like. No, um, and when you're so like much better than a team as well. Obviously, Newcastle's league position tells a story, really. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it shouldn't be happening. And it hasn't happened since. So clearly, it's it's been a lesson learned. And, we just have to just have to look ahead and and put it right against them on Monday and and we should do. Yeah, so we're playing Monday at uh, is it one o'clock? I think this week. I actually don't know. I'm gonna I don't know. be embarrassed I just to presume say one o'clock. <laughs> I, think I always is, just but... presume one o'clock and work my day around one o'clock. <laughs> so the first team we're playing Saturday, um, and then we're not playing again until the week after. So the, there's a possibility that it will be just like a, a proper under 23s team. No, no Berardi this time. No Rodrigo. That sort of player in there. So uh, is Somerville is he available? Or is he is it a three match ban he got? No, it should be available. Um, might see some first teamers in. Uh, some of the subs maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Obviously, just I have no idea on. what the first team we're going to do against Chelsea. But mm. if players. Uh, Harrison, Costa, uh, Pervade, or anybody like that plays half an hour, 45 minutes, they might then play 45 minutes on the Monday. And so we'll see. Actually, just to put this out there, I've just thought then, um, and maybe I'm just like thinking pie in the sky stuff, but does, is that is this indicative of potentially where Newcastle's first 11 are? Because we speak a lot on this podcast and this YouTube video about Leeds being able to dip into our 23s for quality. I don't want to say backup because that sounds a bit harsh on these lads. They are making professional, they're professional footballers. But we've, we've dipped into for a Leaf Davis or for a Pascal Strike or for a player like that. And now you've got your Huggins, your Cresswells, etc. These lads are stepping up to first 11 level in Premier League football and been on the bench and been around that squad. Whereas we've just spoke about, obviously, Newcastle's you know, the league, the league position reflecting their bottom of the 23s. Again, not to kind of pick on anyone, but... 
is that potentially why Newcastle's first eleven are struggling as well? Because not only have they got no goal scorers, you've got now another Wilson and they've had the injury issues and COVID and etc. But they haven't had a good blooded depth of twenty threes to be able to dip into to help alleviate the pressure. Whereas we have, and I think you know, there's no coincidence there that the first eleven and the twenty threes are both in a bit of a muddy situation at Newcastle. And I think that that's quite a worry. If I was a Newcastle fan, I would be quite concerned about that. So if there are any Newcastle fans listening, uh, because we do do the Newcastle preview, please leave a comment or, or interact with us. Is that a fair reflection? Have you not got the depth of 23s that, say, a Legion United has in order to bulk up your first 11 and blood them in and, and maybe support that campaign? I don't know. It's just something that popped into my head. I think it works the other way as well. Uh, obviously, you spoke about how much our levels went up this week when Rodrigo dropped down. Newcastle yes. had first team players dropping down to the 23s and they are still bottom of the league. <laughs> and I just think that, that it just shows, doesn't it? That's not good enough, is it really? They should be lifting no. the players. They should be yeah. making an influence themselves on the games. I think uh, Henry Saive played in the reverse fixture in midfield and Gellhart just ran rings around him. He, meg- <laughs> he megged him in the build-up to one of the goals and he just absolutely ran rings around him. So, yeah, I'm just looking now. They've had Saive in, in the team in the last few weeks. Christian Atsu's played in the last few weeks. Uh, one of the Longstaff brothers has played. Um, there, was one more, there was one more as well that's been involved. And that's just not good enough, is it? Really? No the, those first teams, no, it's not a coincidence. And it, it, first 11 and 23 yeah. is down where they are. It's... Yeah, the 23 players should be pushing the first team players yeah. for the first Especially team. With and the then the, the first team players should be making them better. Yeah, yeah. They've got a good player, um, attacking player, Elliot Anderson, made his debut for the first team, I think in the FA Cup against Arsenal. And he's a talented player. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best players on the pitch when we played them at their place. Um, so he'll probably be involved on Monday and he's one to watch. But I think generally the quality is just not there. and It, it reflects in both the 23s and the first team because... The first team players should be influencing the 23s, and then the 23s players should be pushing the first team players for a place as well. And that's clearly not happening. It seems like I mean, a, a miserable place. No, none of the first it, team it players really are Steve Bruce, do they? <laughs> no, one of my, one of my mates in Newcastle, Newcastle shirt to try and you know, pull them off, <laughs> give them a bit of a, a fair say on this promo. I didn't want to turn it into an anti Newcastle promo. That's not what it's about. <laughs> one, of my, one of my closest mates is a Newcastle fan, and he just goes mental every week. and as much as I take the piss out of him, I genuinely feel sorry for him because he just does not enjoy watching Newcastle. And yeah, same here. Yeah. Obviously, he's, he's very jealous. He watches the next year. <laughs> he watches the name. He watches the Leeds games and loves watching us, and <laughs> just gets depressed at how he doesn't feel the same watching his own team, which is a shame, really. We've all been there. Ooh. Yeah, we have, we have. Thankfully, we're out the other side of it now. Uh, hopefully, we're good. Um, right, score predictions and chaps will be finished. Rob, what are you saying? Four 0 Leeds. Four now, I like it, mate. Three nil Leeds. Uh, I'm gonna go for. Oh, I'll go even bigger than five nil. Five nil to Leeds. <laughs> We're gonna thrash them. We're I'm gonna normally conservative them. as well. You've out, you've out you foxed are. me there, Ross, with your um, <laughs> exuberant score prediction. Good <laughs> I have to. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're, we're all we're all predicting a, a round battering of Newcastle's on the twenty threes. <clears throat> so that is all from us this time. We will be back next week with another player profile, a review of the Leeds Newcastle, um, well, Leeds victory and Newcastle, and looking ahead to our next fixture, which I think is I want to say West Brom. Yeah. And if no one's going to correct me, I'm going to stick with it. It's West Brom. <laughs> 
Uh, it may not be. Uh, but we will be back then. It's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Rob and Matty. You can find us on Twitter at Peacocks Raw. You can find Rob on Twitter at Juicy Rob, J U C E E R O P. And where can they find you, mate? Uh, Matty underscore England 17 and then for all your academy uh, stuff and to get involved in the votes as well which Charlie yeah. won by a landslide this week yeah. uh, get involved in the votes as to who we who we profile at, at, at LUFC Academy News on Twitter and if the player you want us to profile isn't in that poll just let us know comment on yeah, that know. comment on that tweet and we'll add them in for the next week uh, before we go favorite. actually before we go just to add I get my statistician uh, and I was looking for the tweet and that's what I was saying I was jumping around platforms during the Wolves game um, yep. when we looked comfortable I thought I'll have a little nosy around and see what's going on in the comments see who's chatting see you know the kind of vibe on the on the engagement from um, fans um, of, of us and other clubs alike because um uh, we are entertainers. People want to watch the under twenty threes. And during the first half, we had over a thousand people watching on Twitter on the stream. There was two point two k watching via the Facebook and six point six k on YouTube. So I did tweet this out at the time. Leads really do take more, even if it's to <laughs> even if it's to a digital stream for under twenty threes. That's nearly eleven and a half thousand people watching um, at under twenty threes game um, on a Monday lunchtime. Yeah, this ties into that as well, Rob. Uh, when I check, I mean, it's probably on more now, but I checked this on Saturday or Sunday, I think, and the highlights of the 23s game had 17,000 views on YouTube, which was more than Marcelo Bielsa's pre-West Ham press conference. Which, Outstanding. That is mental. You think about how many people love Bielsa. Uh, for more people to be interested in the 23s than what Marcelo Bielsa has to say is just quite... It's quite mental. There you go. There's no better place to leave it than right there. Um, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Rob. Oh, yes. And a goodbye from May. Goodbye. And we'll see you next week. Loots, loots, loots. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. A very special thanks to Barney Stewart, Cooper Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends. So many games to play, don't care what's on your mind. Oh,